you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And wow, so what matters to me? I guess what matters to me today is the same thing that obviously matters to everybody who's uh, you know following basketball. It's LeBron James. Uh, LeBron James uh, himself has just hijacked the entire conversation of NBA people and anything and everybody talking about the NBA. The draft is coming up. Today's Tuesday, I believe Thursday, and yet still the most impactful and important part of the dialogue is what is LeBron going to do? And who knows? Nobody knows except him. Uh, I am happy that uh, the young man is mature enough to take his life into his own hands and determine uh, what's going on. But but I, I just happen to think that um, it it really is something that somehow, some way, it should have been worked out. I I believe that when he came back to Cleveland, decided to come back to Cleveland, that Dan Gilbert should have found a way to to make sure that there was already an agreement, or at least on a handshake. I doubt if LeBron would accept something, you know, a handshake from Dan Gilbert as his word, uh, but. I don't know the man like that, so I shouldn't make that assumption. Uh, but certainly, uh, if I were Dan Gilbert, I would have been looking, just as Nike looked for a lifetime contract, I would have looked for a lifetime agreement with LeBron James. Uh, he should have never found himself in a position where, again, he's trying to decide what he can do uh, to make the best basketball player in the world stay at home. And, uh, you know, you know, for me, just looking at the situation from afar, you know, here in Phoenix, Arizona, looking back on Akron, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, um, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of things that go in. It's for just like the average person is out there. There's sometimes there's this thing called life that regardless of what you do for a living, you have to deal with certain circumstances that are just part of life. He's got children now. He's got children now that are of the age that he is trying to determine what's best for his children. He also has a wife. He's a husband. What's best for his wife? He's got a mother. You know, she's not she's not an old lady, but she's getting older. What, what, what is, you know, it's his family. He's dealing with family. So many times in life, people forget that athletes... That's just that. That's just basically describing what they do. Athletics is what they do. It's not who they are. So, so basically, he's he's making a decision on his work and where he wants to work. And like most of you do, you take a, a lot of things in consideration when you decide where you want to work. Sometimes you know we're out there trying to find jobs. Sometimes. You know, we're in demand and people want us to come work for them. Sometimes there are exploratory opportunities that, you know, deal with entrepreneurship opportunities. LeBron James has got a little bit of all of that on his table now. He's got to deal with all that. And we are being so intrusive. We want in. We want to know what's going on. I, I, I just think that there are some, you know, some group dialects that dialectics that should have just been, you know, taken care of. There, there, there's some there's some chemistry on this team. This this whole thing with 
the Cleveland Cavaliers, in my mind, I don't think there would have been a problem with the decision being made because I probably think they, they may have won the championship had LeBron and Kyrie still been together. You know, there are times, like, I always talk on this show about being a kid and going to various playgrounds and becoming your own general manager. I, I wanted to talk about this later in the second half, but I'm going to talk about it now because I, I just want to talk about how the Cleveland Cavaliers and the NBA as a whole, they're so concerned now about these, you know, these teams that could, you know, these, you know, super teams. Hell, the, the teams are, are still coming from the same pool of resources that you had your hands on, that you controlled for so long. And out of a sudden now, there are some players that decided they wanted to control their own destiny. But, you know, some of us are calling them ring chasers. But the goal is always, the goal and objective of playing sports is always to win. You play to win the game. It's not original. That's what you do every time you take the court. You never prepare or practice. Shout out to Alan every time I say that. AI. You always prepare so you can win the game. You practice to get better so you can win games. The ultimate goal is to win a championship every single year. Those people talk about processes. I've always been one who said, I I don't believe in that. I believe in the now. You're never guaranteed in sports and athletics. You are never guaranteed to play another game in your life. Every single time you step on the field, there's a chance that you can and I hate to say, I don't even want to say it, but it could happen, a career-ending injury. So that player that was so important to your team, he could end his career with one single injury, one play, and it's over with. You have to, it's for the now, it's the moment. If anything in life is, is, is all about life, the way God put us here on this earth, you are not promised tomorrow, you ain't promised another game. You, you got to win now. That's what you got to do. You got to win now. So these, these, these basketball teams, and, you know, and, and future draft picks and all that, that, that's okay. All right. I guess the organization is so sound that one thing you can guarantee is that the organization will be there. And because, you know, teams haven't been moving, like in the NFL, you know, a couple teams move. Sometimes they'll expand teams. The NBA isn't doing any of that. I haven't heard any talks about, you know, a new basketball team in the NBA. Um, they talk about perhaps maybe something international. Don't know if that's going to happen. We know the teams that are out there. They got future draft picks. They know the league is solid. They know that they're going to be there. But they, you know. They don't know exactly the players are going to be there. Oh, you know, the majority of the players are going to be there. I don't think you're going to have the apocalypse and we're gone. The world's going to be over with. But certainly, I believe what is a smart thing to think about as a player is, okay, I, I got to mm, look at this and I got to think about what's best for me today. Today. Now, LeBron, 
somewhat special. But when you put LeBron on a team, that team is expected to win instantly. That's the thing about the way you look at this. If LeBron makes the decision to go anyplace else other than Cleveland, which he wouldn't be going to Cleveland. He's already in Cleveland. That's why I said if he's determined to go or determines he's going to go anywhere else other than Cleveland, then, you know, it's he's going there to win a championship. You know, forget about the fact that, you know, L.A., you know, maybe he wants to go to L.A. because he just likes Los Angeles, California. For those of you on the eastern part of the country or the, that have never had a chance to take a visit to California, Frankie Beverly and Mays made a song years ago called Look at California. You should take a look at California. You will like it. It's, it's not hard to understand why somebody growing up in the Midwest, like I did 20 minutes down the road from LeBron in Canton, we shared an airport, Akron Canton Airport. I went to L.A. when I was a kid at the Ohio State University, played in a bowl game, the Rose Bowl, saw California, oh, fell in love with it. You being in California for Christmas, as opposed to in Ohio with snowing, they got shorts on in California, sunshine, blue skies, everything, everything's beautiful in California. I just made a decision that I didn't want to live there. I want to continue to vacation there. I didn't want to live there, so, okay. But what I will say this is that <laughs> LeBron just might want to go to California not to chase a ring. Although I think LeBron, is, with the competitor that he is, and being honest as he is, you know, he's, he's going to admit, you know, you, you know, why am I playing basketball? Every time I play, I want to, every game I play and I want to win. You know, if, if they're the difference in good and bad, you know, I want to be the best player. I don't want to be the worst player. I don't want to be a mediocre player. He's not going to sac sacrifice or satisfy, be satisfied with just being somebody that's just okay. He's trying to be the best he possibly can be at the game. It's what he does. That's that competitive spirit in his body. I'm, I'm happy for the man. Take your time. You only get a chance to do this once when it's all over with. We're going to continue to talk about him even when it's all over with. We're now trying to say, is, is he the GOAT? If he's the GOAT, then that means he's going to be in the conversation years from now, 10, 20, 30 years from now. Michael Jordan's in the conversation. He's, he's been out the game. He's still in the conversation. LeBron's going to be. <laughs> so, LeBron, uh, similar to what Shaq is saying, man, your legacy is what it is. You can continue to add pages to it, but it's there. We know who you are. We know what you did, when you did it, who you did it against. Part of your history has already been written. It's still, you know, there's a, a continuation because you continue to play and continue to perform. But it, it is satisfactory now. It's, it's been approved. It's, it's, it's five-star right now. Don't need to prove anything else to us. I'm all for you doing what's best for you and your family. You don't have to get another ring. Then when they talk about the greatest basketball players ever, your name will always be mentioned in that conversation. I just don't I mean, you, you can't get much better than you, Mike, and Kobe, and Kareem. You, you, just, you just can't get much better than that. 
It's like, I mean, for all of us to stop to think about, can you imagine somebody who was much better than LeBron, Mike, Kobe, Kareem? Who, uh, what? What would they look like? It would be imp- literally impossible for somebody to be so much better than them that it would be clearly that they now would become the GOAT, that they are that much better than LeBron, than Mike. I mean, KD's in the conversation too. And KD's in the conversation. I believe KD got in the conversation with the rings. The rings helped KD kind of be a part of the conversation because he's currently playing with one of the greatest, if not the greatest player ever, and he's beat him a couple times. So it's like, okay, well, somebody beat LeBron? Who was that to beat LeBron? Mm, okay, well, then they had that. They had, there had to be somebody on that team that was pretty damn good. Who was that? Okay, oh, KD? Oh, okay. Kevin Durant. Mm, okay. Uh, let, let's check him out. See, when you, when you, and it's what I've always told young men, playing a game of football when you play against the best you want to play the best you can play because that's how you build your reputation is when you were up against the best that ever played the game did they call your name just think about it you always want them to call your name in in a positive way we're gonna take a break and be back and call my name rail sports on the voice america network we'll be back right after these messages Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Are you ready for the latest sports news, the culture around the game, and unique insight? Then you need to make Kareem and the Coach your destination each week. Host Kareem Rush played for the LA Lakers and has the inside track to personas in both professional and college sports. Co-host Eric Newman is a former basketball coach and now a producer and filmmaker. Together they cover sports and entertainment in a fast-paced hour every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me, LeBron James. LBJ. That's it. Yep. That's what matters. Young man who's just taken the entire NBA by hostage and becoming the conversation for all of us who are talking about the National Basketball Association. But here, here's what I here's what I like to throw out. I haven't heard anybody talk about this. So I, I'm just going to throw something out there. I, I watch the big boy shows all the time. I'm a fanatic when it comes to the big boy show. I love to see the fellas on there talking about sports, those who played the game, those coached the game, the cover the game, the, the journalists and all that. You know, I just, I love it. I'm addicted. I got to get my fix every day. I get them at different times of the day, but throughout the day, I, I got the app on my phone. And so, uh, yes, I love it. But, but let's talk about LeBron James. And let's talk about how did we get to this point where LeBron James has uniquely did something that nobody, no other player had ever done before. And that is decided that he's going to do, you know, I, I think I may have said this last week, but I'm not sure. But, but I, I want you guys to know this, that. What LeBron has done and is doing and what some other folks on the NBA is starting to do, it's not unique. As a matter of fact, those who of us have become or been professional athletes throughout our life, we're very much aware of what's going on. All this is is a recruiting process. That's, all, that's, that's the only thing we're going through right now in the NBA is the table has been turned and the players have taken back ownership of themselves and going through a recruiting process all over again. It's called free agency. That's all. But, but, but let me just say where LeBron's conceptually where I believe nobody's ever said this. It's just me and my own little, you know, somewhat, uh, you know, delusional mind at times. I believe that LeBron's concept of the way he's doing business and going about his professional career, it evolved from the dream team. I, you know, I've heard Charles say a lot of things. Charles said some things recently, you know, and, and as, a, as a, a fan for the Cleveland Cavaliers, I would hope that Charles would be right, that LeBron would stay in Cleveland. He didn't have anything to prove to anybody, you know, stay in Cleveland, you know, but uh, don't know if that's going to happen. But let me just get back to the dream team because Charles was a part of that dream team. Charles, I'm surprised you haven't said this. All LeBron is doing is what the NBA did. And what the NBA did is they allowed the greatest basketball players in the world that were all part of their league to simply go out and do something that hadn't been done before. NBA players had never played in the Olympics. 
we were getting competition from the best players throughout the world in other countries, professional and non-professional players, but the best players they had. They, they, their, their professional players were allowed to participate. The NBA and our Olympic team, we just never did it. We never put our best basketball players on the court in the Olympics, meaning our professional teams, our players from our professional teams. We never did that before. LeBron James has an Olympic gold medal. I think he may have two. LeBron took that experience, went home one day, I'm sure was sitting around in his home office someplace somewhere or in the gym working out someplace somewhere and was thinking about it. Man, I wish I could play with them dudes. You know, we just won these gold medals. Shoot, I wish I could play with these dudes. All of a sudden, Joey picked up the phone, made a couple calls, had a couple coffees, probably went to a couple vineyards and said, hey, man, you know, we could do this. I'm a free agent. You're a free agent. We can make it happen. It's what free agency is all about. We're free to make the decision of where we want to play at. And if it just so happens that me and you want to go to the same place, let's make it happen. And he, he, he did it. Him and D-Wade and Chris Bosh, D-Wade was already there. Him and Chris got together and said, man, let's go down there and, you know, check out D-Wade. And I, I guarantee you, if anybody were to sit down with LeBron and ask him to reflect on his experience from the Olympics, his first Olympics, and did he ever think about what it would be like to play with those guys or some of those guys as his teammates? Because I got to think of if you think about it, there, you know, with the exception of LeBron and D. Wade, you know, it, it was it didn't happen like that. Charles didn't have, you know, some, you know, go back. Okay, we're going to go back to the season next year. Okay, I'm, I'm going back from the dream team. I'm, there's a couple guys I was on the dream team that, that played with me here. No, didn't happen like that. Magic? No. Mike? Hmm. No, I don't think so. I'm trying to think of Scottie Pippen and Mike were on the dream team together. Don't think so. I could be wrong. But I'm sure LeBron looked at the dream team and thought about, you know what? So I'm going to go back even further now. I'm going to go back because many of you have heard me say this, that listen to this show, that the experience of being a young kid who's athletic, who plays and participates in sports, in particular basketball, you go throughout the city many times. You, go, you travel throughout your city. And you, you compete against the best talent that's, that's there in that side of the, of the city. If you're in the southwest, you play against what's in the southwest. You're in the northeast, you play against northeast. You're in northwest, you play against northwest. You're in south Philly, north Philly, you play against what's best there. And then what happens is you, you, you learn that talent. So then once you get there, and you could just walk up on the playground. You don't even have to, you know, never been there before. But you see some cats dribbling the basketball. Dribbling the basketball. That's all they're doing. Then you see them shoot. You don't see them run. You don't see them jump. You just see them shoot. They might shoot a jumper. They might shoot a set shot. 
they dribble, you, you check out their handle, and you make an assessment of their talent. Right then, right there. And then there's some dudes that's on the court that's playing, and you got winners, and, you know, you take a couple of them dudes. Now, you might go to the court with your best boy, but he might not be the best basketball player on that, you know, from the pickings that you got available to you, so your best boy might have to, you know, you got to set it out. You might not even choose your best boy. He ain't that damn good. Man, I'm trying to win. So you pick your five. I'm not saying it's that easy in the NBA, but when you're talking about basketball, there's some other things that come into, into play. You heard me a little earlier talk about some of those things. Group dialectics. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Check it out. See what it means. See what the definition of it is. A lot of times there, there, you know, there are individuals within a group that have their own agenda that is that is put ahead of the goal of the group. Kyrie Irving, I don't know. But how are you a part of a championship team and you leave, you just leave it, you walk away from it? If this is what it's all about, if you're on the championship to Kevin Durant, Ke- I, I'm just going to go there right now, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, maybe Kevin might have started off by saying he wasn't out there chasing rings, but you don't go to the NBA and not want a ring. And then once you get a ring and you're in a situation where you can get more, you're comfortable. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm sure that's what Kevin's talking about. It's that time we got to take a break, and then we'll be back. It is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'll be back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. 
Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me, LeBron James. Now, um, one of my good friends back in in um, uh, in the studio here in the studio uh, reached out to me. A Rod, A Rod said to me, Ray, what about the World Cup? I don't know anything about the World Cup. I don't know what the hell's going on with the World Cup. I can't talk to you guys about the World Cup. Are we participating in the World Cup? I don't think so. I did know that part. So it ain't necessarily the World Cup, huh? <laughs> we, you know, at least not for us, the USA. Um, but, you know, I'll tell you what. Your team has to win and be competitive for it to be a part of the conversation. That's why it's a little surprising. Let me get back to some stuff that I know. The Los Angeles Lakers. The draft is coming up pretty soon. The Lakers... It's been a while since the Lakers have really been relevant. Can you believe that? I heard something else on one of the big boy shows, too, that they're picking the teams that are predicted to make the playoffs next year in football. And, of course, the Dallas Cowboys is not one of those teams. America's team not relevant in American football? Really? What's going on? Maybe they need more people like LeBron James and some of these other guys up there to be general managers, put the talent together, put the guys out on the field that can perform together, work together, and be successful. Something's, something's going wrong with, with, with our traditional teams here. The Dallas Cowboys, no longer relevant. Lakers, Laker Nation. We got America's team and Laker Nation, irrelevant. With the exception of, you know, we're wondering what they're going to do. I, I did hear something on one of the big boy shows, and that is uh, Tyrod Taylor's looking pretty good up there in Cleveland. I think I mentioned that before to you, all those out there who are following the Cleveland Browns. And there's a lot of, you know, one thing about it, we're loyal. Lakers, Lakers, you know, they're, 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 they're loyal to their, their fans, they're loyal to their team. But... You know, they're expected to win all the time out there. That's showtime, remember? Speaking of showtime, I want to give a shout-out to two young men that um, played basketball years ago in Canton, Ohio, at a high school called Canton McKinley High School, in case you haven't heard of it. A point guard, a one guard, a two guard, a point and a two. Elmer Jackson and Leonard Washington. Showtime before showtime ever existed. They're about the same age as Magic, so, you know, it's about the time when, you know, when Magic was in high school, too, these brothers used to put on a show. 
I just saw a picture of him on Facebook and just uh, took me back to those days. Um, Cam McKinley was and still is relevant. But they put on a show. You paid your money to get in, and you were not disappointed. Never left there looking for, you know, what happened? Where do I, they didn't show up. No, they showed up and showed out. Leonard Washington and Elmer Jackson. But uh, let, let me get back to the Dallas Cowboys. Why are the Dallas Cowboys not relevant? I'll tell you why the Dallas Cowboys are not relevant. Tell me one thing that the Dallas Cowboys have on their team that's better than anybody else in the National Football League. Do they have the best passing game? They got the best running game? They got the best passing defense? They got the best run defense? They got the best linebacker? They got the best running back? Got the best quarterback? Got the best wide receiver? Got the best defensive back? Got the best corner linebacker? Whatever. What, is the, what do they have the best? The best coach? The best organization? What are they the best at? The Dallas Cowboys are not the best at anything. There was a while where they were the best. They had they got two running backs, you know, back to back, you know, shoo, Hall of Famers. It seemed like right after you know Tony Dorsett retired, he handed the ball off and you know gave it to Emmett. Emmett took it to the house. Now you know, a few years in between, they handed it off to Zeke. But you know, hey, Zeke was Zeke was in the stands last year. And that's a Buckeye, so you know I'm rooting for him. He, but he was in the stands last year. What's going to happen this year? Anybody got any predictions on the Cowboys? I dare you. 888 I'm sorry, 888-346-9144. like Moses Malone would say. 888 if you got something to say about the Dallas Cowboys and just couldn't believe that I would mention them. And the Lakers. Listen, when the Lakers is good for your business, when one of your biggest markets is competitive, when you put a competitive team on there, that when they travel that everybody wants to, it's sold out. The Lakers used to be that kind of team. The Lakers used to be the kind of team that in Cleveland, when the Lakers came to town, if they didn't sell out, they would sell out because the Lakers were coming to town. Now, it's the reverse. In L.A., it's when LeBron and, and the Cavaliers come to L.A., they sell out. Something ain't right about that. Magic? Come on, Magic. You got to change that around. That's what we... That's what they bought Urban Magic Johnson in there to do, to put a better team on the basketball court. Last year, he put Lonzo on the court. Lonzo Ball. Did they improve that much? That's Magic's first impression. Now, it's, it's, it, listen, he got a different hat on now. We got, we got to see, Urban, what you going to do this year? How much better are you going to make that team? Can you entice LeBron to come to L.A.? You're up against Chris Paul, who's a little bit, you know, a few hours away from you. It's a good thing he wasn't, you know, on the other team, other L.A. team. Ooh, that might have been something right there. Because I think LeBron might have went there. If he's still with the Clippers, and I don't know, he might have been enticed, able to entice LeBron to come there if Chris Paul felt that good about the team. But obviously Chris doesn't feel that good about the team. He's moved on. But... 
That might have happened. But I, I'm, I'm, it's just sad when the Lakers, here we are talking about the NBA draft, and the Brown is, again, the Brown is carrying the conversation, but in his conversation, the Lakers are in that conversation. Can magic make that happen? It's a magic man. He could do anything, right? Certainly could on the basketball court. But how about now? Can he make it happen? LeBron James, where would you like to see LeBron James go? Should LeBron stay in Cleveland? Born and raised in Akron, Ohio, grew up playing basketball that did not go to college. If he were, go, were to go to college, did say he would like to go play for the Ohio State Buckeyes, was part of the lottery. Cavaliers were lucky. They got him, played there for a number of years, left, took his talent to Miami, learned how to win a championship, how to play championship basketball, came back. Bought the recipe with him to Cleveland, won the championship. Been in NBA Finals eight years in a row. Now what are you going to do? I believe I saw either on the news or somewhere, I believe the city has already petitioned. People of the city have already petitioned the city to erect a statue in honor of LeBron James. So they're already saying that he's done enough. It, it also is probably to entice him to come back to finish his legacy. But they've already petitioned to have a statue erected, life-size statue of LeBron James in Cleveland. That's going to happen. I mean, most of the times that happens after people leave. LeBron's the first person I've known that's been an active athlete, professional athlete, that they petitioned to have or proposed to have a live statue. I'm sorry, a life-size statue of you outside of a building someplace in the city. Tremendous accomplishment. He deserves it. I would like, for, I would like to see him stay in Cleveland. Uh, that would be selfish of me because I do not think that they have on their roster the way it is. Don't know what they're going to do in the draft or if they can acquire anybody, if, if he can entice some people to come there with him to continue to play and maybe win an NBA championship or two. I don't know. LeBron is going to need some help. The team he has, he cannot. Does he still trust that team? I don't know how much damage has been done just in that championship series with the one play, one play to J.R. Smith. I don't know how much that damaged him and LeBron's relationship. I would think it did not because it's one play, and we know one play does not lose or win a game. But we also, as players, we also know, depending upon when your mistake happens, the reality is you got to accept that. You got to man up. No, we were winning, or we were going to win. And you did that. As athletes, that what we, that's what we do. Now, publicly, we will give you the company line. That's what we do. We want to show a sense of cohesiveness, that togetherness, brotherhood. We win together, we lose together. All those cliches, we got them down packed. We know them by heart. 
We know when to use them and when not to use them. You don't even have to be in the team meeting. You, you know what the coach is going to say. You've heard it for years. If you've been in winning programs, you've heard the same message for years. It's consistent. You do the same things to win a game. I can just come in the studio, tell me about a game. You give me, I'm going to ask you certain questions, and I can just take it and go from there. Because you got to do certain things consistently to win. If you don't consistently do these set of things in basketball, in football, in baseball, you're not going to win. Bottom line, not going to win. So the Cavaliers need, they need some, if LeBron stays, if, if they want to win championships, LeBron has to get some better players in his supporting cast. So LeBron is going to have to do some recruiting. Wherever LeBron goes or whatever, that's just part of what he does anyway. In case you don't know that, that's what I've been talking. LeBron recruits. When he goes to another park, (laughs) he takes some of his homies that can play with him or calls them up and tell them to meet him there. So if he stays in Cleveland, he's going to make some calls to some other players. Man, I can't do this by myself. We can do this. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to do this. I'm willing to put in the work. But they got to be willing to put in the work as well. If they're not ready, wherever he goes, Golden State, listen, here's the bottom line is right now on everybody's bulletin board is the Golden State Warriors. Yes, the Golden State Warriors should be the target in every locker room of the NBA. That, that's, that's who you're trying. Now, even I don't care if you're in the East and you're looking at LeBron to get out of the East if you think LeBron's going to be in the East. But ultimately, it ain't LeBron you're trying to beat. It's the Golden State Warriors. So the target that should be in everybody's locker room now should be the Golden State Warriors. You should be trying to assemble a team to beat the Golden State Warriors. LeBron James did not win the NBA championship. The Golden State Warriors won the NBA championship. LeBron is trying to assemble a team that can beat the Golden State Warriors. He knows in order to do that, he's got to conquer if he stays in the East, the East. If it's, if, if it's the West, he goes to a team in the West, he's got to conquer everybody, including the Golden State Warriors, so then he can get to a championship to play against whoever's in the East if he's in the West. But ultimately right now, LeBron's carrying the conversation, but the conversation should be about how do we put a team together to beat the Golden State Warriors? LeBron James might be a necessary part to help teams do that. It's that time to take another break. It's the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music another show. You're just a rail sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix. Living like it matters. What matters to me, LeBron James. Take this whole show just to talk about LeBron James. How LeBron has hijacked the NBA. He's hijacked. It's all about, you know, it's all about LeBron James right now. The NBA draft is coming up, but it's all about LeBron James. When, when, when the draft comes Thursday, you can believe it's all going to be about LeBron. The conversation is going to be about the players coming out. A lot of nice young fellas are going to get, you know, the chance of a lifetime. But whoever and wherever they go, wherever they come from, LeBron James is going to be part of that conversation too. I think the Cavaliers got like the eighth pick in the draft. And I'm wondering if, you know, Dan Gilbert is, if he's really thinking about how he could really keep LeBron there and how he can assemble a team that people want to play for, that, that you don't have anybody on your team, particularly one of your stars, that want to leave your team. Now, some people can say, and they have said, that probably it's LeBron's fault that Kyrie is out of there. couple alpha males in the locker room. But no, that I'm not going to say that is the reason why. Because once you step on the basketball court, them two brothers, they was balling. And so once you get them on the basketball court and they're playing together successfully and they're winning a championship for you, they're getting you to the championship series, one of which Kyrie got hurt, couldn't finish it. But... They're winning games together. You have to do what you have to do to find a way to cure whatever problems there, there, that exist in that locker room. You have to know the temperature of your team. You, you, you have to know what's going on. You, you can't have one of your superstars not happy with being a part of your team. 
it's, it's extremely important that people who work, that they enjoy the working environment. Sports is a job. Kyrie was going to work every day, but he obviously was not happy. It's almost like, you know, I, I can't believe that the, uh, I think the guy in, in, in D.C., they just, they just won championship and they didn't, they're not bringing the coach back. Coach resigned. Compensation wasn't, you know, what his expectations were. They didn't show him another contract. You know, how do you work so hard to achieve that status of being number one, being the best, and then not be willing to do what it takes to secure that position and to make this the norm, not the exception, but the expectation every year that you're going to be the best. You know what it was when you were not the best, when you were mediocre, when you were just in the middle of the crowd. Then you knew what it was like, how things changed. When you were in high demand, that you were, you know, you were the topic of the conversation around the water coolers at all times. You know the difference. You know the environment in the office. You know the environment in the city, in the stands, your fans. You see all that. How do you disrupt that? How do you let that get away from you if this is your job? This is your franchise. How do you not protect that, Dan Gilbert? You know, people are talking about LeBron leaving Cleveland. Hell, is there not a way you could try to get? I know Boston's not going to do it, but I think Kyrie's contract might be up pretty soon. Any way you can get Kyrie back to Cleveland? You ever think about that? If LeBron came back, can Kyrie come back? I don't think Kyrie signed beyond, Boston might be trying to do that, but I don't think he signed beyond a year or so. I think he got maybe another year on the contract. Is there a way you can get him back? I just think that management, nowadays with basketball, what's happening in the NBA, that it's gotten to the point now where players are in control of their, they've taken control of their own destiny. The owners have to try something different because this is a labor union that is supposed to be your partner, but it, it, it feels as if that those guys have really started communicating in such a way. And, and this is another thing that basketball has done so well that football has not. Notice how you have players that are reaching out and recruiting other players to come play for their team. They want them. Now, now I'm, I'm thinking right now there's a problem with why Des Bryant, there's nobody that Des knows well enough out there, a quarterback, a, another wide receiver, somebody that won't step up and say, man, we need Des on our team. We want Des on our team. See, that's what NBA players do. They're, they're doing that. They, well, yeah, we love to have LeBron. Oh, well, I love to play with LeBron. NBA players are doing that. NFL players are not doing that. Also, you know, football is a very violent sport. You know, depending upon what position you play, 
you know, there's an adversarial relationship that you may have with that other person out there. Not like in basketball. In basketball, you know, you might bump into, you might throw an elbow or something like that, but you're not bringing no real pain to nobody like you do on the football field. There's reasons why you might not want somebody to be on your team in football. They might have done something to you that you just can't put it out of your mind. But if you were both on the offensive side of the ball, you should be trying to recruit somebody else if your team needs some help and you're in that position. I'm just going to throw that out there for the ball players now to start thinking about that. Control or certainly impact your destination or your legacy by trying to recruit. They do it. They force you to do it when you're in college. They force you to do it. There is a player that has come in that may even play your same position. And you know what you have to do? You've been dubbed to be his host. And when he comes in for the weekend, they want you to spend the weekend with him and tell him how great the university is. I know, oh, by the way, yeah, he, he might be playing your position. But that, that's you're forced to do that in college. The NFL needs to start embracing that model of the NBA and how players are recruiting other players. I'm sorry, I just don't think that throughout the NFL, 32 and 32, 64, that there are 64 wide receivers that are better than Des Bryant. I, I just I just don't believe that. And as a matter of fact, let's go with 96. Let's, 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 let's put three on every team. Let's go with 96. There are 96 wide receivers in the National Football League that are better than Des Bryant. Now, I understand it's a money factor, too. Money plays into it. But again, that's when you go with there's people who, who control the salary cap that are no, supposed to know how to manage these type things that in the event that an athlete like Des Bryant finds himself in a position where he's available, that you know how to make them numbers work. Des Bryant should not be watching. Des Bryant should not be a fan next year. He should be playing football on somebody's team. And there should be a player out there advocating for it. Man, we need to get Dez. Dez is still out there. Nobody ain't signed him yet. Again, this is the NBA influence to the NBA and all other sports. Take a look at what they're doing. LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on that wagon. I'm never jumping off. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.